All of a sudden, Star realized how different her way of life was going to be for the next six months. She already missed her dad and Inez. What are you thinking about? Rudy asked her. I was just thinking how different my life is going to be for the next six months and how much I already miss my dad and Inez. I know I sound like a kid saying that, but they were my whole world until you came along. I also had Marie Anne, and now she's gone. You don't sound like a kid, sweetie. You were just a loner. For that, I'm grateful. Otherwise, the boys would have been knocking down your door. Then where would I be? You always make me feel so good. That's why I love you so much. I really believe it was our destiny that we found each other. I think I'll pull over. I have this need to take you in my arms and kiss you before we get to the village. Rudy grinned at her. Are you serious? What if someone comes by and sees us? No one's going to come by, sweetie. This road only leads to the village. The villagers are the only ones that use it. He pulled over, took her in his arms, and kissed her deeply. Star, I love you so much. How did I get so lucky? It's our destiny, remember? We'd better leave. Those monkeys are looking at us in a funny way, Star remarked. Rudy chuckled and said, <laughs> I think you're right. They drove into the village, and right away the people recognized Rudy and waved to him. He parked the jeep in front of a large hut. A tall, thin man, about 65 years old, walked out of the hut with outstretched arms. He had on an orange scarf wrapped around his head. You could see shoulder-length, dark brown hair underneath the scarf. He had golden-brown skin that told you he spent a lot of time outdoors. His eyes were dark brown and almond-shaped. He had a Roman nose, and his smile was just like Rudy's. He wore a white linen shirt rolled up to the elbows and white linen pants with a blue sash around his waist. A large pendant hung from around his neck on a leather cord, as well as a gold medallion. It looked like a saint, only that one was accompanied by a gold chain. Rudy, my boy, you finally got here, he said. To Star's surprise, he spoke very good English. He gave Rudy a big bear hug. Then he said, My mijo, son, how you've changed since the last time I saw you. You've gotten taller and a lot more handsome. This must be your beautiful new bride, Star. Come here and give this old man a hug, he told Star. Star walked over and hugged him. She's even more beautiful than you described her in your letters, Rudy. You're a lucky man. You two must be tired and hungry. Some of the men built a nice hut for you when they heard you were coming. The women fixed the inside for you, Star. I hope you approve. You can put your belongings in there, and then come and have a meal with me. Star spoke up and said, I'm sure it will be fine. Thank you so much, and please thank them for us. You're very welcome, but you will have a chance to thank them yourself in a couple of days, 
when we have the celebration. What celebration? Star asked him. We're celebrating my grandson and his new bride's arrival, and hope that their visit will be a happy one. If it was in my power, I would keep you two here with us. But I know it's not possible, so I will enjoy every day that you two are here. Now go and put your belongings in the hut, and come and join me for a meal. A young boy called Tonio, short for Antonio, led them to the hut. Rudy, this is terrific, especially since your grandfather speaks English. By the way, you never told me his name. His name is Octavio. It means the eighth. He was the eighth child born to his mother. <laughs> Maybe she ran out of names by then.